Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you had a great week because we are the weekend and I hope you're going to have a great weekend. It must have been really short for you all because you all had a long weekend to start off the week. Well, I hope it it ended well for you. We got You got two more days and you're going to have a great time. So... Let's get straight down to it. As we say, the secular scam, we're going to talk about something that is considered in the secular industry, um, a secular facet of society today. Bollywood, my dear friend, um, the most secular of secular uh, concepts in the nation. That's what it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> I laugh at it. Like all of you, I grew up um, with Bollywood, but we never called it Bollywood today, back then. To begin with, I don't like the word Bollywood. Okay, I just don't like the word Bollywood. When I was growing up, it was Hindi film or Hindi cinema. So we'd say, did you go and watch the Hindi film? Or did you go watch Hindi cinema? Uh, we wouldn't say cinema, but um, Hindi film. We never said Bollywood. It's just since the internet has started and, and you know, the ox, the um, Occidental, uh, or should I say Occidental, um, you know, um, the Westerners, they they've, they use the concept of Bollywood, but not in India. Um, and I think it's just cheap. We've, we've uh, America, Americanized everything in the land and there's nothing left. And that's why we have to... Uh, rise up and raise our, our Vedic civilization and Bharat Mata Ki Jai to all those who are involved in supporting her her, her heritage, supporting her civilization, um, and raising her up from the ashes, um, from this nonsense. This uh, I I don't know what to call it anymore. Anyway, we've all talked about we no, we don't have to get into what is Bollywood. We, the reason I'm talking about this. is the trend to cancel or boycott that is going on with Amir Khan's movie and um, and Akshay Kumar. Um, there has been a lot of chatter about it. Now, I don't go into boycotts. I'm not someone who boycotts or doesn't boycott. Uh, for the simple reason is, if I ask you to boycott someone, then tomorrow someone can ask you to boycott me. Um, because we're frequencies, the frequencies go both sides, so it'll come and rebound back on you, and that's not a good thing. However, your right to say what you want and your is enshrined in the constitution, and your right to to have an opinion is also enshrined in the constitution. I don't watch um, uh, movies at all, whether it's Hollywood or Bollywood. I can't stand it anymore. I just can't stand it. I was never brought up with TV. We were allowed. My mother used to lock the TV. Um, she uh, she let us uh, see you know half an hour a day had the cinema the tv serials in the night in the evening at nine o'clock and then go to bed but nothing else um some cricket matches here and there and sunday the hindi film if you know we were good and did our homework but never much of it we, we watched a lot of theater so i'm not a tv person or neither am i a film person they didn't allow us to watch films um and so I don't really watch, I'm, I'm not a big uh, fan of the cinema. 
but I haven't watched a full movie in years and I've sort of really said that's it I'm not putting my money in their pocket because just as what you were saying right now I said it 10 years ago I was fabergasted at what happened when I came to to, um, North America um, because I didn't know the culture, I didn't know people, in order to get into the mood and, and realign and understand society, their, you know, entertainment industry, their um, society, politics, sport. I watched a lot of TV uh, and for 10 years I watched TV, which I was not used to. And I realized by 2008, after the Obama elections, my goodness, I've become so dumb. I've become really, really dumb. I put it off and by... 2015 or so 2016 I didn't have I was not subscribed to any TV from from 2008 I just had TV but I never watched it except for sport now I don't even do that anymore because I think it's ridiculous and I picked up my books and um, started reading reading books and reading um, going uh, you know reading more and more material debating understanding different points of view spending a lot of time reading writing it healed me a lot the reading it healed me a lot the writing but the cinema made me more dumb it made me dumb and dumber and I just was insulted so that's why as a generation our civilization has gone down I think we don't need the moguls to go down we don't need invaders the worst thing that has got us down into this uh, pit hole is the fact that we are um, brainwashed by this ridiculous TV, uh, um, not only the TV, but this um, the cinema industry, the electronic media, uh, which brainwashes you completely. Uh, electronic media is also the internet, but which is true if you if you waste a lot of time on the internet, that's going to make you you know dumb and dumber too. So it, you have to balance it out. But I stopped being influenced by um, um, by the TV, by cinema a long time ago. I just gave it up and I don't watch the movies. Um, and basically that is what it is. Uh, so you have the right not to, to watch the movies and you can say what you want to tell people to boycott or no. But remember, what, every time you do something, you give the key to someone to do the same thing to you. So somewhere up the line will come to you. So you have to be very careful what you say. But it is your call. I uh, I'm absolutely flabbergasted with the the Hindi cinema industry. It's just gone down the drain, and that that tip of the barrel, the 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 hole in the coffin, really came with Sushant Singh Rajput uh, passed away, and they called it a suicide. I was angry, flabbergasted, uh, irritated. I was fuming. It was a volcanic eruption inside me it was just not possible uh i mean that guy really uh you know uh tipped the barrel so to speak and i have to say to him you know to him and all the people in in bollywood who commit suicide we've heard from the time i'm young you have people committing suicide women girls boys young children committing suicide uh, that is the worst of it all. Here we're going in this film and that film and we're going putting money in their pockets. The other side, the youth are committing suicide, are taking their lives, are being, uh, um, you know, sexually abused, are being uh, physically abused. There is a lot of drugs in the industry and we're just not doing anything. We're saying, ah, yes, yes. This for me is the most important thing. If our youth today do not, you know, are not protected, who's going to be tomorrow's future? The, if our best of our youth 
are going to be indoctrinated in by garbage, drugs, uh, mafia. Um, if they're going to be indoctrinated, uh, if they're going to commit suicide, it, this is these are tomorrow's prime ministers, tomorrow's leaders, tomorrow's um, tomorrow's social welfare workers, to, uh, tomorrow's um, the next generation. We're losing the next generation because of this filthy industry. And I'm sorry, I know it gives uh, work to a lot of people. There are a lot of people who are employed in this, thousands, and they are the ones who pay the price the most. But even for them, there's no. Uh, they they really don't have anyone protecting them. They they are abused. Uh, um, they are badly paid. We've heard so many stories. It, it's changed over the years, but not to the point where it should be. I mean, what what is a person working at the lowest rung of the ladder in Bollywood in in the Hindi cinema paid? Do we know? Um, do we know if it you know they're paid well? The artists who make the clothes, the the designers, the the small-scale designers, um, what are they paid? Are they paid enough compared to the the big starlets on the uh, on the on the screen, or are they not paid enough at all? We don't even know. So it really gets to me. But the uh, the uh, murder, should I say, because that's what I think. I don't think uh, he this guy took his life. The murder or the alleged murder, should I say, because I'm not allowed to say murder, the alleged murder of Sushant Singh Rajput really tipped that barrel. And to him, I say, I apologize. I apologize to you, young man, and to your legacy, to your heritage. Sorry we were not there for you. Sorry uh, we couldn't protect you. But your story will remain on and your legacy will remain for generations to come. We will fight for you. We will fight justice for you. We will fight for. Um, we will fight for your legacy to be heard and for it to protect other people, other children, other youth, uh, that they may learn and we may all learn we may be better and that your sacrifice may not go uh, to waste. So to him, I, I apologize. And because of that, I am even more angry at this, this, this industry. Um, they don't go to anyone's funeral. How many people went to the funerals of all these people who committed suicide or took their lives or were killed? How many of these big starlets? No one cares about them. They just, you know, lose their lives. No one comes up for their funerals. No one, you know, very few. You might see one or two, but not that many. Um, really, uh, not that many. And, and they just left like that. So uh, this podcast is dedicated to Sushant Singh Rajput and all the people who have suffered a lot in, in Hindi movies um, and uh, the film across the, the film industry across the country. Uh, that was the one that tipped the barrel for me. Now, um, what made the, wh why do I not like uh, Lal Singh Chanda? I have not seen the movie. I was not going to see the movie. I don't watch cinema, like I said. But why did I not like this movie just from the get-go? Okay, uh, reading the script and not should I say a script, but reading the uh, notes in the trailer and the write-ups about it. Look, uh, let's start with Amir Khan. Amir Khan. Okay, the guy is uh, scared about being in India. He, his wife was scared about being in India. For him to make a comment like that, he didn't think that there was going to be backlash. I was, I think I was in India when I made, he made this comment. I was flabbergasted. I was so insulted. 
I remember writing on social media, I don't know what, uh, back then, uh, and I actually closed my accounts, but um, because I, I just, I was so angry with social media at that point, I actually closed, started closing my accounts, and I was not really interested in anything, I was flabbergasted. You're ashamed to be in India, or you're, you're scared to be in India, is that what you have to say? Who is the India that you're scared of? The ones who don't pay for your films or the ones that made you millionaires? The ones that you insult with your movies? The ones that you insult with your your Urdu word? Um, the Vedic nation that grows you up? Because there is no Muslim nation that has got film stars as big as India. No Muslim nation. So if he'd go to any, any Islamic nation in the world, 57 of them, he would be no one. He would never be anyone. But this minority man, so-called minority, is a big millionaire because the kufr, the kafir, the najas, the shirk, the mushkirin, mushrim, mushkirin, have made him the star he is today. And yet he is scared. The sh the, he calls non-Muslims shirk. He calls non-Muslims uh, kufr, uh, mushkir, uh, najas. Uh, the worst of civilization, they are the ones who made him the big stars, but yet he's scared. I mean, I would be ashamed to even open my mouth. And you think that people, there's not going to be a backlash on this? Do you think that we're going to respect you, your ideology, your negativity? Uh, do you think that? Do you think there's not going to be any backlash? Come on. Come on, if I, if I say that to, to this country that I'm living in, that, you know, I'm scared about living here, they'll tell me, please go home. I mean, I have to say thank you every single day to get up, and I have, and I don't have to, but I find a way to say thank you for this chance that I've got to live in someone else's country, um, legally, and I'm, I'm not saying illegally, but whoever, whatever, I'm just giving you an example. Um, so, this country, Hindustan, has made him who he is today. He. 80% of the people are what he calls kufr day in and day out. By the very fact of calling himself Muslim, he call, he, he automatically calls 80% of the people kufr. And he doesn't expect a cancel culture or boycott. Come on, come on, come on. You've got to be really, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to say, I don't have a word. Um, secondly, he made a film which is a remake of Bollywood, of a... a Western film. I didn't even go and see the Western film. What he? I've never seen Tom Hanks's film because I don't like Hollywood either. Um, I'm a bookworm, should I say? Um, he doesn't like. He, he, I, I'm not interested in watching watching a Hindi movie that's a remake of some American movie. I would watch the American movie. That's point number two. Point number three. He insulted the armed forces. I'm sorry, these armed forces, the people in uniform, whether the, at the border or whether our police force, whether our local uh, security or our, uh, police or state security or, or your uh, law enforcement or your soldiers, whichever country in the world, I don't care which country, they are your gods. They put their lives on the line every day that you may be free. They, they make the sacrifices. They give up their lives. Their children uh, make sacrifices. Their parents, their family make sacrifices so that we could be free. Their children, if they die, their children never will get a chance to say mommy or daddy ever again, ma or, or ya pitaji, 
never will they get this chance to say that again if they lose their parents. If a mother loses a son, she will never get the chance to call him. She will be traumatized for the rest of their life, for the rest of her. But they put their lives on the line so that we can be free. And this godforsaken man, and I apologize for saying that, but he insulted the armed forces during the, at this movie okay the armed forces are our god a bhagwan even bhagwan comes down tomorrow the armed forces are more important they require our utmost respect without a dent we have no business of saying anything to them unless of course they do something wrong so if they do if they if they do something wrong yes i have we have the right to question them but if they don't and they are giving their lives and you make this general statement, you know, of a movie that insults their dignity and their heritage and their negativity, uh, I, I'm, I'm fuming. I refuse to see it. I refuse to have anything nice to say about this movie. How dare you make a movie like that that insults our armed forces? I mean, maybe the, the Americans took uh, people during the Vietnam War for whatever reason. But... Uh, in India, we don't do that. Even if we did or don't do that, you do not make movies like this that insult the armed forces because tomorrow when you need them, they're not going to be there for you. They make the biggest sacrifice. You call them on the on top of that, you call them kufar, you call them najas, you call them, uh, you pray, you pray that they're going to hell and you're going to heaven, and still they 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 rise above your your. Uh, ignorance, your ideological ignorance and put their lives in the line for you and you are telling me that you have to make a movie and disgusting I'm sorry, I'm fuming I will not take it um, and thirdly and fourthly should I say um, you know when you go into the armed forces you go to battle, there's trauma the trauma doesn't get over tomorrow just because you get off the battlefield. The trauma continues in your mind. Generation after generation, and you undergo certain things called PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. It is very difficult, my friend, very difficult to go to PTSD. Uh, I can tell you, because I know a lot of people who go to that, armed forces personnel, and they, it doesn't stop in one generation. It goes on for two, three generations, like currents and waves, like the wave that comes to the beach and, and ends, and then it'll go back into the ocean. Um, some will go down through the through the, in the sands with the water um, and die because of PTSD. The generations will uh, suffer and succumb, uh, but some and, and and some will carry on. But it's a massive uh, problem. A lot of these people uh, who enter the armed forces face this, and doesn't mean they are dumb or doesn't mean they are less intelligent. It's just that they're going through massive trauma. And a lot of people in society are second and third generation people who go through generational post -gen second and third generation. PTSD and and sometimes they go back into the armed forces because that's the only thing they know because their 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 family generations are in the armed forces, um, and you may look at them and think of them as a uh, dumb slow, but they too are fighting some disease battle of their ancestors that they don't even know about. So calling these people making fools of them uh, on on your on your screen is insulting and disgusting. And I'm sorry, I have no nice things to say about uh, this man, um, whatever his name is, uh, Amir Khan. I don't even like taking his name. Karina Khan, uh, God, uh, pff, disgusting. Uh, she it comes in the same boat. She and her husband, uh, 
Um, I am, I, look, I, I'm a fan of Shah Rukh Khan. Okay, I always was, I will be a fan of Shah Rukh Khan. He's great. Um, yes, there are plus and minus, and I'm not saying he's perfect, but I was never a fan of the rest of the cans, and, and I couldn't, st- I mean, I've seen a, a half a movie, I think, but not, I, I, I don't know how many, how many, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a movie of Amir Khan, and I, and, and Saif, no, I, he's another guy who I just, uh, I, 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 I don't think too much of his acting, uh, I don't have any particular liking for it, uh, neither do I have any particular liking for his wife. Uh, I saw in Ashoka uh, with Shara Khan, and she was not bad. She's good, uh, I can say that. Uh, but no, I'm not a particular fan of her. But she comes across as arrogant and condescending, and I feel arrogant when I, I'm in front of her. She brings out that arrogance in me, and I, and I just say, you know what, no, I'm not interested in it. I don't care. Um, just, just... Um, very, very uh, insulted. And to each of you, you can have your own story. Um, you can write your own story, uh, say your own story, and find your own reason why you like or don't like the movie, or you know why you want to uh, to to boycott it. But you have the right to say what you want and do what you want, just like someone has a right to do um, make a movie. The most important thing is that Bollywood as a whole, or should I say Hindi film, have insulted our Vedic, um, Vedic uh, nation, our Vedic uh, heritage, time and time and time again. They've spent the last 50 to 70 years, is should I say the last 50 years, insulting Hin- uh, insulting our Vedic heritage, Dharma, and, and that is not acceptable, okay? They all ask for... Uh, they ask for uh, privacy. They ask for respect. They refuse to give it to us, and they uh, absolutely. Uh, I, you know, I find myself becoming dumb and dumber when I when I put my money in their pockets, and they're just not getting my money anymore. That's all. I, I, I've done with it. I'm completely done with it. And and you can choose what you want to do with that. Now I want to read you something. Uh, maybe another angle to this. Okay, another angle to this boycott culture um, and Bollywood. But I want to read you something very important. Um, when Sri Devi died, I was working at my job, and uh, you know I was getting pop-ups. Uh, but and I saw you know the pop-up that Sri Devi had passed away. And I was I was stunned. Um, I was I went home and obviously I couldn't look at my phone at work that much. So I went home and my way home and I, I you know tried to read about it and I saw that she had passed away. I was in shock. She was one of my favorites. I loved her, absolutely loved her. Um, she when I was growing up, um, I didn't get to see many movies. It was most, a lot of the movies that I saw that you know had her in it, and she I, she was lovely. I loved her. I didn't know anything about her. Besides the movies, because our, our parents never allowed us to at that point. But uh, she's a little bit older than me, uh, and, and and she, as a child growing up, seeing her on screen, uh, she absorbed most of my pain. Um, and I cried. I have to say I cried a lot. But I wrote something because I had to get it out of my system. Uh, I just wrote something, and I want to, to read it to you, because it's important to see another side of things, okay? So... Um, this article that I wrote uh, is from the time um, that Sri Devi died. So recently in India, a very famous Bollywood actress passed away at the age 
of only 54. She was dubbed as the first female big screen superstar of the country. Sri Devi was her name. The country wept and so did I. She came from a generation a bit prior to mine and came to prominence just as I was growing up. She produced, a superlative, she produced superlative acting performances. The local government in return gave her a state funeral to represent her contribution to Indian culture and the country was so grateful in return. While as usual the media made a mess of reporting the outpouring of emotion and grief was genuine. Um, she, wa she was the wind to our emotions for her era. She embodied and, and expressed our pain, sorrows, our joys and all our hopes. All we could say in return was thank you for the memories, man. We will always love you. Rest in peace. Om Shanti. But her story was more than just an ordinary Bollywood story. It was tinged with sadness, adultery, pain and a lot that we will never know of. Her story is the story of every Indian family, of family of the subcontinent. This is why her story needs to be told, not to point fingers at others, but to analyze our society and understand why we as a people have come to the junction we are today. For me, I was not aware of much of the gossip, as I left India pretty soon as this negativity was coming to the surface. Besides, my parents would never allow us to indulge in any Bollywood gossip back then. They never bought the glossy tabloid magazines for our reading pleasure. Neither were we allowed to watch any TV that showed all the gossip. We lived in a sort of a bubble. We also had our negative lives to deal with. When she died, I was made aware of all the negativity, which took me aback, I must add. However, one has to understand that much of the gossip out there is a fabrication by the press to irk the emotions of the masses, only to garner their interest. A lot so of uh, all this so as to get people to buy their pricey tickets uh, and products. What is really true, we do not know. So my question, so my questions were: Why do we fall prey to? Uh, why do we fall for this false press and buy all their negativity? In spite of all the successes professionally and culturally, why does all the negativity and substance abuse plague our artistic industry? Why are we as a people, sorry, third, why are we as a people so weak that we have to depend on others to absorb our pain and our sorrows? So much so that we push them to produce certain divine and eccentric art forms to absorb our negativity. An art for, uh, form where our artists have to compromise their integrity, their dignity, while understanding undergoing extreme procedures to stay relevant and on top of their game, only to uh, to out uh, to perform us. So much so that it comes back to haunt them and take their lives at a very young age. This, my readers, is the real culture of our South Asian society. Does not want to discuss, but finds a secure place in blaming everyone else, including the West, for our transgression. This is what we are in absolute, absolute denial and will never address. We have repressed our individual spirits for so long that we are weak. We have sub submitted and given up our unique individual identity. We have let power-centric unaccountable establishments put us in a box. They who have boxed us, boxed in our spirit to use our spiritual capital only to suit their agendas and endure the, their train of life. 
As a vent for our energy and soul, we have to find other avenues to release the pressure of not having a voice and opinion, while letting others decide our values, morals, identity and affinity. On the subcontinent, our security valve, where we went our emotions, is Bollywood, or Hindi cinema. Through this artistic medium, we, live, we can live our emotions, we love affairs, have opinions, dance the dances, love the concepts, and embrace humans who are embodying our spirits. We are free not to call upon ourselves a negative reprimand and, or a demoralizing opinion of the ru ruling social, cultural, and theological class. To avoid this class of theocratic um, and cultural mafia, Bollywood acts like a screen and camouflage uh, to camouflage or security valve where her participants perform at the highest level to give us the squint. But as everything has a negative side, this industry has commercialized our broken energy into a money-making industry, which in itself is not wrong, but part of our commercial world. However, in their endeavor to make most of our weak spirit, they find themselves undertaking insane actions to perform at a level that will endure themselves to us, while commercially benefiting from its economic output. They, they themselves often come from homes that are broken, as they too are part of a broken society. For them too, performing in an art is, is an art that is a vent for their own lives, um, that has been beleaguered by repressive ideological and political boxes that they are forced to live in, all resulting in finding a vent, negative or positive, to heal their wounds and at the same time benefit financially from this medium. All this takes a toll on our artists who forget, like society itself has forgotten, the science behind the human, introspection and karma. Once these fools are thrown out of the window, their cycle of pain and sorrow continues and history repeats itself. When our artists who live life on the edge produce negative actions or bite the dust in an untimely un or unnatural way, we the people of society are first to judge and point fingers. We do not understand the metaphysical science behind our society and responsibility it brings. Then we cry tears, remember the positive, and, for, and try and sweep the negative under the rug. But history will repeat itself again, and we, do not, we have no one else to blame but others. We cannot remember what we choose to remember. It is incumbent upon us to remember the negative and the positive, assume the responsibility of both sides of the coin, and do the balancing act if we are ever to war. So uh, basically, uh, in this article that I wrote, or for myself actually, just to, as a vent of my emotions, uh, I, I do recognize that Bollywood has gone to hell. Okay, uh, it is not an industry anymore that's worth um, that has many superlatives in its in its path, uh, besides money. Um, and, and broken lives. But we have to understand these Bollywood actors come from society and society is broken. Society is completely broken and, and um, they are a part of our society and if we want them to change, we have to change. We have to change. We have to heal our wounds. Uh, we have to get out of these boxes. Um, 
We have to understand the currents that form our waves. We have to offload the baggage, my dear friends. Layers and layers upon layers of baggage is accumulated in our DNA. Have the courage to look back, understand every junction, make every junction into a, an a intellectual laboratory and slowly heal. And this healing will produce generations of great artists, be it on in theater, in, in art, in, in um in singing or on the sports field or in, in various other forms of life. But that that society comes from a healing deep underneath and our society is broken. And this um, this cinema, Hindi cinema, is a vent, uh, is a literal screen, it's a camouflage, as a security valve uh, where her participants perform at the highest level. But uh, it gives us a vent and that is important to understand. They too are venting because they too come from broken societies. If you see them, they work in extremes, they live in extremes, everything is extreme. And, and that's because their mind is searching for uh, a healing that even they can't find. They think that, they're, you know, what they're really doing is a vent for their own, own emotions. And at the same time, they're absorbing our emotions. So you have to understand that we have to change society by understanding the currents that form our waves. Very, very important to heal and produce generations of people that are empowered. And so uh, rebuilding our Vedic civilization, our... Um, our source, understanding our source, understanding the energies of this land that's called Bharat uh, and, and her, her power that makes us up um, is the most important thing. We need to heal, my dear friends. We need to rebuild this Vedic civilization step by step, stone by stone, offload the baggage, offload, 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 understand um, the currents that form our waves, the Atwa, all that lies in between, so important for all of us. And we will go from there. And, and yes, we can change this. Uh, in the meanwhile, if you uh, want to say that, uh, yes, uh, I do not want to put my money into the pockets of Bollywood anymore, you have the absolute right. Um, and that is very, very important to understand. Um, just bear with me. It won't be very long. It's my cat screaming again. Um, so, yes. Um, um, you are absolutely right in in saying I don't have to go. I don't have to. Um, I don't have to um, to put my money in their box until they change. Until those people who who commit suicide or take their lives or are killed or abused or sexually abused get some justice and a system is put in place to give the youth going into into Hindi cinema or any cinema a structure, a support group, a, a support vent uh, to help them um, while they're going up um, at the weakest time. A system has to be put in place. Uh, the drugs, the mafia has to be called out, uh, has, to, has to be reworked. Um, the money laundering, because there's a lot of money laundering over there, very, very important. And there's a lot of people over there connected to the ISI, to the back door, or give a vent, give um, a hand to the ISI uh, through different, you know, extend, extended hands to the back door, like I say. Um, and all their um, anti-national activities that go on come a lot to Bollywood to find a, a find a place to get into the country um, and and be screened um, and camouflaged by um, the film producers and the mafia that's going on there. It's money-making racket. 
um, and it, it's important to, to, to call it out, to change. If not, it's no use. So, um, yeah, absolutely. If, if you, you know, if you want to take that decision, it's up to you. I understand. Now I'm going to finish by, by, by going through, uh, an interview by Vivek Agnihotri. Very important fellows. It was a beautiful interview. At Vivek Agnihotri was fantastic. He's classic. And he was talking on times now to none other than the uh, beep, 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 Rajesh Sadesai. Oh, man, I, I can't stand that fellow. I just cannot stand him. I see his face and put it off. But this was Vivek Agnihotri, so intelligent, so uh, articulate. Um, I am so grateful he had this interview and I watched it and I, I think that y'all should, I put it on my Facebook page, but I'm going to read, a, um, I wrote the interview down and I'm going to read it for you because he was great. And obviously, uh, Rajdeep Sardis, I tried to intervene, intervene as usual as he does. He, he interrupted uh, Vivek, he, he just, he was disgusting, uh, condescending is what I said and, and I can't stand this, but I have to say that again. Uh, but uh, Rajdeep tried to interrupt and interrupt and put his point of view uh, as usual and make Vivek uh, Agnihotri um, uh, confirm it and accept it. The typical that these woke people do, these journalists who think they're holier than thou, they, instead of asking you the questions, they make they put their point of view. They'll start by asking you, then they'll interrupt you, then they put their point of view and force you to go around and dance around it and accept their point of view as the whole truth, the Bible and everything. But they, they cannot accept that you have another point of view and the interview is not there for their point of view. The interview is there for you to understand your point of view. The, the, uh, the, the person who's being interviewed, not, not anything else. But they want to always impose themselves. It's just disgusting. I can't stand them. Uh, the only person I like really is from that group is Time. If India Today is Rahul. I think there's a guy called Rahul. Very simple fellow. He's the only guy who's decent. You know, not talking what he says or not, but how he, you know, interviews people. Fantastic uh, interviewer. Uh, and a few other people, but the bulk of them, look, I, I, I don't like them at all. Um, you know, important topics, good topics, but the way they present themselves is not fantastic. Uh, and they really spoils the art of the debate that they try and, and bring across. So I'm going to go through uh, Vivek Agnihotri's um, interview on Bollywood and the boycott uh, culture that's going on um, and and you can listen to it take note because it's very important what he says he was pinpoint correct absolutely correct and this is what's wrong with Bollywood uh, or with Hindi cinema or with any cinema and it's important for us to learn from this junction in life empower ourselves with the knowledge research it uh, and be better, learn from it and be better because this is what we want and what he's saying is correct. So Vivek, um, so Vivek, uh, so Raj, Rajdeep starts with saying Vivek Agnihotri joins me on India Today and uh, the latest controversy uh, is, is, which, is that in which Indian film, which Indian film will be sent to the Oscars? So Vivek Agnihotri replies, uh, um, yeah, so, sorry, the, the topic is filmmaker Vivek Agnihotri is angry at Anurag Kashyap, uh, Kashyap uh, as the latter expressed hopes that Vivek's film, The Kashmir File, is not 
India's official entry for the Oscars. Vivek recently tweeted that Bollywood genocide denier uh, lobby has started a campaign against this film that released earlier this year. So the interview. So Rajdeep starts by saying, It seems that Bollywood is torn between left and right, between different political divisions. Am I right or am I wrong? So Vivek says, I don't agree with this as Bollywood. Um, the, there has been ideological differences before. Amitabh Bachchan with the Congress, Dharminder with the BJP, Jaya Bachchan with the Samajwaji Party, Hema Malini with the BJP, Javed Akhtar with the co Communists. Uh, everyone has worked beautifully together. But there are problems. Uh, but the, the problem with the Kashmir files is that the whole section of the media and others did not want the files to be made. When it was made, they did not want it to be released. Once it was released, they did not want it to be successful. Once it was successful, they were saying, no, no, it's because of this and that. And because, um, well, it's not because of the film. And now they're coming out with saying it should not go to the Oscars. So here is my problem. I don't have a problem with anyone criticizing a film. Anyone wishing, uh, wishing uh, one film to go to the Oscars, uh, anyone's film going to the Oscars is fine by me. I'm a great fan of Raja Moli, I think, on Vijendraji. He's like a father to me. I couldn't get the names correctly. Um, any film can go to the Oscars. Does it matter? It's a jury that decides. So wishing this film going uh, goes to the go wishing that this film goes to the Oscars is fine, but pinpointing a certain film with which you also have had problems in the past, you try to sabotage it, and now you're trying you're running a campaign that it should not go to the Oscars. I thought this was ethically and morally wrong, and I make my films very passionately. I can also protect my film very passionately. You said that the Hindi film industry has been divided over the years, but the fact of the matter is that this is how this, that it has now, sorry, um, Rajiv Sardesai says, you said that the Hindi film industry has been divided over the years, but the fact of the matter is that now it has got more polarized. Would you agree that polarization that we are seeing in society is our politics is reflecting or in our politics is reflecting in the Hindi film industry. Calls for the boycott. Latest, uh, the latest being Lal Singh Chadda, the right-wing social media armies call for its boycott. These are new elements adding to um, the boycott, adding to a certain viciousness that perhaps did not exist before. Talk about being a hypocrite. Uh, I apologize for saying it, and, and I was part of that gang, this hypocrite gang, at one point in my life, and, and I say no, and um, I take my responsibility, yes. So Vivek um, Agnihotri says, and no, you're making exactly the same mistake that Bollywood is making. In this, is this arrogance of Bollywood, um, is this the arrogance of Bollywood uh, that is saying this, which says that people are wrong? First, they assume that the audience is stupid. Then they package anything and sell it to them. Then slowly they, they stop caring about the audiences because their films were going to the OTT. But now the best has come back to the theaters. So instead of blaming the audience, it's like some manufacturers uh, manufacturing a toothpaste and that's, then starts ridiculing those who brush their teeth in the morning. So how long does customers, how long uh, are those customers going to buy your toothpaste? 
Um, similarly, you cannot ridicule the audience and believe that the audience is going to watch your film. Boycott is an individual right. If people are boycotting it, then there must be a reason. I don't know how much you are in touch with reality. But Vivek is then stopped by Rajdeep. He says, let me finish, let me finish. Rajdeep interrupts again. Absolutely disgusting and disrespectful. Uh, Rajdeep goes, I will let you complete... Uh, once you answer my point there, he imposes himself condescending. I'm sorry, I don't like him. It is so he continues, Rajib continues. Is it because, like Amir Khan, is seen by a section of pop, uh, population to be anti BJP, therefore they, they, they want the film boycotted? Or you are being seen as pro BJP, so the anti BJP lobby wants to boycott your, your film? Um, again, Rajib puts on a fickle and ignorant condescending interpretation on this and, and cries polarization, victimhood. Um, is that what this has been reduced to? So Vivek says, no, no, that is your conclusion. You are trying to bring everything here into Modi. This is exactly where you're wrong and every everybody is wrong um, on this point. This is why Bollywood is suffering today, because you are trying to pass your own failures to other individuals as it works and everyone picks that up as, new, uh, as news. Go to any middle class home, urban, semi-urban, Indian household, ask them, conduct your interviews, do some research. You will find that people do not like arrogance. The lifestyle, the disconnect of Bollywood with real life, it is true, my friends, very true. Uh, this is the problem. When a student is not going to look like any student in India, if your mother doesn't look like a mother in India, your family, nothing is going to relate. If your hero is not uh, uh, coming from the common man who is fighting the social evil, if the problems are all first world problems, why will, am I going to see your film? I don't care. Go to your, your first world land and, and, and show your film. On the top of that, you comment on every social issue and national issue which suits you. You come out for the CAA, against the CAA, but you do not come out in defense of Nupur Sharma. Or you do not criticize the beheading of a person. People say that you are political, but you have an agenda. So tell us, what is your agenda? So all this kind of hypocrisy, arrogance, and flashy flamboyant lifestyle, big organization PR campaigns, all these things, People have seen through the last two years of COVID and now they're telling, they're not willing to accept it, which is a good thing. So Vivek uh, continues, this is, this will also help Bollywood if they learn from it, the film industry. Rajdeep goes and interrupts as usual. The arrogance and the hypocrisy that you refer to um, could easily be used also on the other side. Who will say that uh, Vivek is close to the establishment, so his films get the support of of um, um, so his films get the support of the of the establishment? They will accuse your film of getting support uh, of an establishment as a propaganda film. You will say they're arrogant, but that's the point I'm coming to. Well, just to go off the topic again, Bollywood was 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 um, Hindi film was protected by the woke socialist Indian National Congress establishment for, for 50 years, 60 years. For 60 years, they were, they were supported by their secular Marxist uh, Indian National Congress. 
and the Congress did everything to pr promote them, support them, and and let them ridicule the 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 Vedic nation, the Vedic faith, the Ve the Dharmic uh, um, the Dharmic rituals or our culture. They allowed them to do that. They didn't have a problem then being part of the establishment. So why why are they crying now? Because the the cycle lost. The cycle came to an end. Um, so I'm going back to the to interview. Uh, Rajdeep says there's no dialogue, no conversation at the moment. For example, when Karina Kapoor appealed to not to boycott the film LSC, you wrote on Twitter. When a good, good content, small films are sabotaged, boycotted by the dons of Bollywood. When their shows are taken away by multiplexes, when critics gang up against the film, none, uh, no one thinks of 250 poor people working hard on this film. It seems that they are that there are all these battles taking place within Bollywood. Uh, Agnihotri says Bollywood is a, is run by a professional mafia and controlled by a few people, and they generally just as people talk about nepotism. People say that they do not allow outsiders and destroy careers, which is the truth. It must be based on the truth, and this is not only coming from Vivek Agnihotri. You can ask anybody, 95% of the people here are not stars. When people sabotaged the Tashkent files, no one cared about 200 people, 250 people working for them. When pe the entire industry sabotaged Kashmir files, no one cared about those 250 people working behind the scenes. Why should 250 people of one unit be cared about from the Lal Singh Chadda group? Um, um, yeah, um, so why should 250 people from one unit be cared about? Why should we have sympathy for them when they are all paid? So it's not about 250 people. When the film works or not, they are all paid. Their livelihood are not endangered. The problem is the livelihood of all those semi-gods, uh, kind of staff, uh, um, you know, um, the stars. Uh, they, their livelihood is endangered because they are receiving and receiving plenty of love from the audience. And like I told you, if a company like Colgate or others ridicule their own customer base, then the problem arises. I'm just, he was just giving an example, obviously. Why? Tell me one thing. Um, why a film on a Hindu genocide should not be sent to an Oscars? What kind of ridiculous campaign is that? So Rajdeep says, here a filmmaker from here is a filmmaker from Canada, make of bad boys, I think, because it's a hate-mongering uh, garbage. Um, they, they interrupt each other and Vivek replies. I, I accept you to come out in my defense, and the defense of so many Hindus who are killed. You have been a journalist all your life. You know what happened in Kashmir. You can, can you deny that no Hindus lived there when 100% Hindu population in, in Kashmir a few years ago? You want to care about some country from uh, some Canadian filmmaker from some country when I can show you uh, hundreds of uh, feeds of filmmakers, Jews, blacks, uh, senators, congressmen, uh, members of parliament who've said that this time um, this film should be made compulsory for people to see. Then what about that? Why are you picking about one about somebody who hates me? Let's not pick up a trolls, and I mean uh, decide what is right or wrong. Rajdeep says, I am picking up the VA, uh, I am picking up Vivek Agnihotri that every film now is being put in some kind of box or the other. It seems as 
it's seen as a film that is propagandist. It is seen as anti-establishment. Every film is being put in boxes because your film was promoted by the BJP government. You are accused. Um, uh, the point I'm trying to make here is when will it be creative freedom? When will creative freedom as a result be lost within Bollywood and audiences are getting polarized as a result? Well, I'd like to talk to to um, to Rajdeep because he polarizes the, the, the audience the whole day. So why are you blaming someone else when you're, the three fingers are pointing back to you? Rajdeep polarizes day after day after day. He polarizes people. He incites them to go one to the other, left or right. He, he, has, no, uh, he has absolute contempt for people who do not agree with him. And what do you expect? You, you think they're not going to be polarized? So you're polarizing the, the society, and then you say, oh, well, they're polarized. Of course, look at the three fingers pointing at you. So um, Viveka Agnihoti starts, uh, I, I says, I'm not just, I'm not say, saying that Kashmir Files are BJB promoted. I'm surprised that you're, you are doing an interview as a journalist and not doing any research. Well, hello, hello. We started promoting the film in the month of November before it even came to India on the 7th of March. Before anybody knew, even with the BJP, what I mean. Thousands of people came to see the film. Our holding was put up on Times Square um, by donations of common people of America. Then in Europe, it was seen by thousands and thousands because it came to India uh, before it came to India for release. The film had more than 30 screenings. Do you even realize that it had already become such a huge hit on WhatsApp, social media? There was nothing which could have stopped it. Despite this, the film was released only in 600 screens, only on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays, when the film really became one of the all-time hits. Then the media and politicians and everyone started realizing that this film was to be cancelled. But you even you you even know. Um, but sorry, and he says, "Do I play the victim card?" Then why are all these people on the other side playing that victim, victim card? Tell me something. If the BJP uh, could support any film, then the film, which was his biopic, would uh, then become a blockbuster. Prithvi Raj would have become a blockbuster. Now tell me, these films have not worked. Are they good films? Uh, no one can stop them. So why are they, they, why are they playing the victim card? Stop playing the victim card, he says. Make a film which basically caters the aspirations and the problems of the common people instead of ridiculing some common people. So, Rajdeep says, so my final question to you, are you still confident, therefore, your film will be sent to the Oscars? Uh, do you believe that the film is worthy enough in terms of production value content to be sent to the Oscars? Vivek um, says, it's not in my hands and will be a jury uh, and Oscars are in March next year. Uh, finally, a jury of some eminent people, of credible people. If they think it's worthy of sending, they will send it. Then they will send. If they think it's not, then they won't. If the PR goes, I will be happy. Uh, if RR goes, I will be happy. In fact, if you see, if you think that it's one film that I want to be sent to the Oscars, it's rocketry. The world should know that there are not only Hindus who are being persecuted in the country, it's some of the great scientists. The question of human rights hides, um, human rights um, are interrupted, again he's interrupted, uh, by Rajdeep. And Rajdeep you know, interrupts him and says again, 
That, that again is my final question. You are looking at everything through a political prism. Every film is reflecting a Hindu point of view, whether or whether a film is not. A film should be seen for its creative viewpoint rather than be seen for politics. That a film may represent, um, that is blaming the poor audience for this and is a cardinal sin and we should not make it. If the media picked up on everything that goes on, if they, if they report good and bad, if this becomes a trend, a narrative of the country, you cannot expect the narrative, um, this narrative to die down with the people. It will continue. They are feeding, the media is feeding you something, so obviously uh, you're going to take it up. I think you should start respecting the people of this country rather than all the times telling them that they don't, they don't know and don't, and, and they should be, they should, and they don't know better. If they become part of the grand narrative, you tell them only a percentage of news on your channel, how much is without uh, religion. Uh, if everything is about politics and religion, people are going to fall prey for it. So Rajib says, so let me ask you, do you have a final message for Anurag um, uh, Kasaba? Or, or what? I wish, uh, Vivek says, I wish him all the best for his release which is tomorrow, which people should watch his film. Um, and I hope it becomes as successful like the Kashmir Files. And the film is going to the Oscars. So Rajib says, so no um, film should be boycotted whether Anurag's or Vivek Agnihotri's. And the viewer should decide, is this what you're saying? It is the viewers who are boycotting the film. I don't think it's the political party or otherwise, Vivek says. Um, Rajdeep says, let's leave it there, and thank you very much for coming on the show. So this was a very important interview. You learned a lot uh, from this interview. I will post it on my Facebook page. I, I wish that you could go on that and, and look it up. Uh, it's important. Uh, one of the reasons this boycott is going, because, because uh, Hindi film cinema has got too rich, too arrogant, too condescending. They live a fa fabulous life. Uh, um, unconnected to the people and during COVID we know we suffered a lot, we're still suffering a lot and these people think that we have to go uh, and watch their films, it's an obligation, they have no relation to society at all, they've got bigger than they, uh, than they should, as, as my mother would say, you, your stomach is, um, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Um, so that exactly what it is, my friend. I, I thank you for listening. I will stop it right here because we could go on for this forever. Um, it is your call to, to boycott or not. I, and I hope you, you learn from this, understand the problems behind it, uh, learn from this junction, empower yourself with, emo with, with, uh, with knowledge because it's very, very important to look at every single angle. And if you're not happy with a film for it, it not meeting your needs for for insulting your dignity, your the Vedic culture, the Vedic heritage, you, you are right, uh, and 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 I actually support that. So thank you again once again for your time. I wish you all the very best. I stay safe and have a great weekend.